Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. So in today's world, we're obviously full of a lot of distractions. And I know I can't speak for everybody when I say we, but I know definitely me, I get distracted very easy. And sometimes it can be really hard to focus. So today we have a guest with us, Anna, who is a focus... uh, a focus wizard. I don't know what to call you yet. Someone that coaches and helps businesses strategize, do all the kinds of business stuff, but really focus, really focus in on helping people focus. So I think we're going to learn a lot today from this. I know it's something I definitely need to hear too. So thanks for being with us. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So what would you say? I know this is always like not an easy, typical question for entrepreneurs, but like if someone were to just straight up ask you like what it is that you do, <laughs> how would you explain? I would describe what I do by saying that I help people get laser focus on growing their business. So okay. specifically focused on the lone wolf entrepreneur, okay. the person who has figured out a lot of these things on their own. They're very curious. They listen to podcasts. They read books. They just, they devour audiobooks. They try to learn all of this stuff on their own. And with that comes a lot of creativity and intuition. And that's when you start to get so many ideas. You don't know where to put your focus. You don't know what to work on next. You don't know what's going to move the needle the fastest. (laughs) So I come in and I ask the hard questions of the whys and the mindset and figure out what's really hanging the person up. Because sometimes it isn't the fact that your phone zips and dings and bings right. all day long. It's a bigger thing. So yeah, it's, it's my passion to help people feel less overwhelmed, more focused, and do the thing that they love to do and yeah. make a lot of money at it. <laughs> I love that. That's something like I, exactly. I really resonate with that lone wolf because I'm just, sometimes when I get in my space, I, I consider, my, well, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, but I'm just an, an entrepreneur overall. And when you get to that, being in the solo aspect of whatever you're creating, you get so consumed by like, oh my gosh, there's all these ideas and which ones I should I act on first? And then you start a project or whatever you're launching. And then you're like, but that's really cool too. And so I have a lot of the uh, shiny object syndrome when it mm-hmm. comes to business because my brain just never shuts up. It's yeah. always on the go. So I love this. I'm going to learn so much from you. So yes, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And I mean, that's the, you're in your nature, right? You wouldn't be an entrepreneur if you were singular focused and mundane and just, oh, I like to show up at you know my office at 9 a.m. and I like to have a boss tell me what to do. And I like, yeah. you know. You discarded those parameters to become an entrepreneur, but it can be really overwhelming when somebody isn't holding you accountable. Exactly. So, and then you could, you know, you could consider partnering with someone. You could, you know, consider getting angel investors, but that sort of stuff gives up your autonomy and your equity in your business baby. <laughs> and, and control. Like, and control. Yeah. Your autonomy, like your ability to decide what you want to do when. And when you get somebody else that's involved in making those decisions, it gets really sensitive, right? Because that's that thing you've been building and you're really, it's really close to your heart. And when somebody tells you, well, no, we're going to do it this way because now I have the purse strings, creative entrepreneurs can get really like aggressive back at that. I have a lot of clients who have had partnerships that were 
failed partnerships because that wasn't the right relationship at the right time, or they just didn't want to share. I say, you know, I say that my business baby or my, my passion, my dream. So I get to step in and be this silent partner to help them expose their vulnerabilities, ask questions about like where I should go and admit that you don't know things. Cause it's really hard to say I'm a business owner and I don't know this thing right now because we're supposed to have this polished exterior yeah. You know, I know everything I'm doing and every decision I make is magical. Even the the millionaire billionaire entrepreneurs put off this lone wolf perspective. But really what's going on in the background is they have a whole team of people that help them accomplish what they need to accomplish. So for that entrepreneur that's not ready to hire a giant team of professionals to help them get to seven figures needs a little bit of support and, you know, somebody to listen to, somebody to call them out on their BS. Yeah. So would you say that you come in and work with these people for like a one-time thing, like just like a consult to go through and ask these questions or do you kind of work for a, a extended period of time? My sweet spot with most of my clients is six months. Okay. Usually less than that. That's a not, it's not enough time to necessarily figure out where the the problems are and get things moving. Three months can fly by. Sometimes I've worked with people for 12 months or longer, but then that kind of becomes more of a partnership and fostering dependency. I like to keep it so that they're the independent, passionate person and they're driving the ship. And I'm just helped there to say, hey, there's there's an iceberg coming, you know, or like, hey, I've been on that, you know, I've been down that river. You're probably going to want to avoid this, this, and this. Right. And they have you for accountability, which I think is great. Yes. I always like here, like, you know, the best part about being your own boss is you're your own boss, but that's the worst part too. Yes. Because I'm a great boss sometimes. <laughs> like, right. I can give myself a week off pretty Yeah. yeah so, you're the best boss. <laughs> yeah. Best yeah. words at the same time. So, so that's it. So how often do you, if you're, if so through this six month path, is it like a, a daily check-in, a weekly, or does that vary from... Yeah, it can depend on what the person needs, but I, I, I like to, to make sure that at least every other week, you know, I'm getting to see their face yeah. over Zoom because a lot of body language stuff can reveal more than just phone conversations or text-based conversations. So, yeah, yeah I like to check in at least every other week visually, but I also keep in touch with them through messaging. Right. Monday through Friday, giving them things to think through and they can ask me questions and I can respond to those. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed because you're dealing with a bunch of other people's businesses as well as your own? Honestly, I don't feel overwhelmed when it comes to my clients because I do, I live vicariously through my clients. So like I can't be a writer, an industrial designer, a dance teacher, a, you know, I can't be all of these, these creative things, but I get to live vicariously through them. Where I get overwhelmed is on like, what next little thing? And can I change it? Because with my background being in branding design, I always want to like tweak my image and my website and my logo. And it can be a, a rabbit hole there. So I personally take advantage of other coaches and masterminds and programs to help me overcome that because yeah. I'm going to practice what I preach. Like I can be my own worst enemy. So I need that support too. Yeah. 
I love that. And I love that the something I've learned too is like being into that coaching consulting space as well. That coaches need coaches. Like, and it's really cool because it's like the the tug of war where we can only go as far as what we're being pushed behind to go and being your own worst enemy, but also being like your best friend. And it's like when you kind of get in your head, you're just like, which one of these two do I feed? And just having somebody that helps hold you accountable really gets you thinking like what working through the situations, like, you know, problem solving, like maybe you're just, you're stuck on like one thing and you just have somebody come in and be like, I mean, as simple as asking a question, I know Aaron and I have had many conversations and she'll just ask like such an innocent question. I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. And Mm -hmm. it's having that walking through versus being in that solo space where you feel like you have to do it all, wear all the hats, you know, be your CEO to also being your, I mean, everything. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's great that, Mm -hmm. you know, how you had said like you're, you're living vicariously through your clients, but you're also reaching out and tapping into your resources that help build and fill you so you can give back to your clients and your team. Yeah. And I think when it comes to business coaching, it's kind of like that analogy of like seasons in, of your life. There's are, there are coaches for places where you are in your business, in your niche at right. that time. So you don't want to work with me if you are right at that agency stage and you're like, all right, I've got 10 people. We're looking at growing this thing and figuring out how to take it to this, this uber next level. Or you're maybe not right for me if you haven't even lived a day in an entrepreneurial life. And you're like, oh, I'm toying with this idea of doing it. Some people, this is not popular to hear, but one of the, the things that I've seen over the years is somebody who takes an entrepreneurial vacation. They, they've been working at a day job. They really don't want to answer to somebody. So they save up their money and they get to have that amazing feeling of like walking in and saying like, I'm out. I got my own thing now. I'm going to do this. And then when the money dries up in about six, nine, 12 months, it's oh, this is really hard. Let me start putting my resume back out there. That was fun. Yeah. I love to work with the entrepreneur that will not quit on their passion or they're afraid if they don't get the right support that they're going to have to go backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want them to to quit on their quit on their dreams, so to speak. So your ideal, I guess, client would be somebody who's already got their footing in the game and just really kind of stuck as to get to that next level. Like they've already got some meat into their business, right? And they got things going. They're kind of hitting some roadblocks. They have some creative vision and they just need some help navigating the ship, as you said. So you can kind of steer them away from those icebergs that just pop up throughout business and in life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the term entrepreneurial vacation. I do too. When you said that, I was like, ooh, that's a good one. I've never heard that. It's so easy for people today to be like, yep, I'm an entrepreneur. Like you just put CEO on your Facebook page and you're set. Yeah. Like Um, have you ever worried about being able to pay your rent or if you're going to have enough money for groceries? You probably haven't been there before. That's not a bad spot to be in. There are lots of people who help you through that as sexy as people think it is. Yeah. 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 And it's not so much just about being your own boss, but it's just like, it's really just the, the so, hard work. So when you hit that, like what you're saying about putting food on your table and like really hitting that bottom, that's like the motivator. So those, when you have those situations, it's almost like that's what weeds you out. 
And are you really hungry or were you just like hungry for a long vacation because maybe you were just not so miserable, you know, too miserable at work for so long? Right. And I think that's, again, I mean, as an entrepreneur, it is like peaks and valleys, like highs and lows beyond. And it's like, if you're so driven on what your uh, why and your passion, your purpose, you're going to hit bottom and you're just going to be like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to come back up. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I love that, that vacation thing. That, that's mm-hmm. a great one. Yeah. And it is part of the entrepreneurial life to have to weather that storm. I'll keep going back to this uh, (laughs) boating (laughs) nautical analogy. Um, No one's got a cruise plan. (laughs) Where's my sailboat? I was planning to sail, not like (laughs) sit back with the, the drink in my hand. But there is, there like there are ways, strategies, techniques that can even that out right? Like there's ways to adjust even your mindset, what your income looks like. There's a way to not bulletproof entirely, but there's a way to protect yourself for six, nine, 12 months so that you don't have such extreme ups and downs. Right. And that's another aspect that I try to get people to be more realistic about. It's not, how do I make a lot of money quick? It's how do I make money in a sustainable way? Right. So I have a question that's going to sound random, but I promise there's a point to it. Go for it. Are you a Gemini? No. Okay. I'm a Scorpio. I am. And when you were talking (laughs) about like, oh, I want to like redo my brand all the time and I live vicariously through other people. I'm like, me too. I changed my major every semester in college. That's why I asked. But it did have a point to it. Meaning, how did you know at one point, like through your background, like what you've done previously, to know like, this is something I'm good at doing, like isolating these problems for people. Like, did you go through a point in your life where you're like, shit, I need to focus down on like what I'm trying to do here and come up with strategies and like, where did this come from? These ideas and things you're teaching and... I, I am my ideal client. I can't get enough of audiobooks and podcasts and reading. Yeah. I always have 20 books on my list. I use the Libby app and I taught somebody the other day a really great little trick. So Libby is the, the library lending app. Yeah. It allows you to rent the digital books, but also the audiobooks. Well, I'm guilty of like requesting every possible book and they pile up and then you get them all at the same time and you can't listen to all of them. There's a little feature in there called suspend hold and you can slide this little slider up to 180 days. And it, whenever you're like, I'm ready for that book, you can go back in there, slide that slider back down to zero. And because you've been on the wait list so long, it's immediately available. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact for the Fun fact. But that was a diversion <laughs> from yeah. the question of, <laughs> I, I suffer from focus myself. I have so many different ideas and so many people I want to help. And at some point, there was this aha moment of like, what is your focus? Mm-hmm. Your focus is focus. <laughs> Got very meta for me. And I used everything I could read on the topic. And then I started implementing it in my life. And I knew if I could convert me, yeah. that I could convert yeah. clients who are in the same struggling position. I, I started as a graphic design student at the University of Cincinnati. I worked for amazing, like high caliber design clients in New York City. I allowed myself to get very burnt out. At one point, I worked a 96-hour week. 
Uh-huh. You may not know there are 36 hours in the day if you don't go home. Um, <laughs> right. And when you're working in design, you get paid a daily rate. So, ouch. But I got burnt out there. I experimented by leaving design to work at Apple. At Apple, I was helping customers you know, use their technology. I found out really quickly that I can sit down with a complete stranger and within an hour, they trust me. They yeah. tell me stuff that's like going on in their life and I could figure out how to use the technology to improve their life. That elevated and elevated and I moved through the ranks at Apple and I was responsible for the entire greater New York area training and development of all new employees with a team of two other people. Amazing opportunity. Great to be part of that team. But I took a a moment to reflect and say, is this what I want to, the path I want to keep going on? That's when I came to Ohio to go to Ohio State University to get my master's in workforce development and adult learning because I wanted to know if I was drinking the apple juice or if I was like working on theories that were like really part of the the industry and the academic standard. And I did get reinforcement that that Apple was like cutting edge in that yeah. in that field. At that point I decided I didn't want to leave Ohio because I, I would because I met the man of my dreams <laughs> and a buckeye. And so I worked for the university for a little while doing some some fantastic curriculum develop type, development type things. But being such a passionate person, I'm really good at letting my, my roles and my responsibilities expand into burnout. And so I knew at that point I needed to step away and run my own thing because I was so passionate. They didn't have, there was no job description out there that captured what I wanted to give back. And yeah. so for, for five years, I worked with every client and any client in consulting, program management, product development, all sorts of different avenues until I came to the conclusion that for my family, for myself, I have a two-year-old daughter now, I wanted to focus in on my zone of genius, my superpower, which is connecting with humans, asking the right questions, hearing them out and finding a way to, to help them move to the Love next it. level. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, but you said you did drink the apple juice. Did you discover yes or no? It wasn't just apple. Like I, adore, I, I still adore the brand. Yeah. I'm very brand loyal. I have all apple stuff. Um, well, I, I, could, I could teach you anything about an yeah. apple technology. <laughs> so I, just think about, like, I love that, the challenge. Yeah, but I just think about like their culture and everything that they have. Like that would be a great place to like, begin, you know, yeah. like seeing. I think everybody I mean, should clearly work at Apple in their 20s and try it out and get that experience. Yeah. You, res- yeah. you respect customer service so much more when you have yeah. a customer <laughs> service job or wait tables or something. Yeah. It makes you a kinder person. How long have you been on your own now? Five years. Well, what is today? My, <laughs> my five-year LLC filing anniversary was three days Woo-hoo, ago. Happy anniversary. Yay. Yay. Congrats. <laughs> That's awesome. And so has it changed significantly since becoming a mom? Or do you think it's a better thing because you were already on your own? It didn't take a lot of adjusting to like how that fit, I guess. The the mom thing was was very challenging at first because I was trying to still be the Uber achiever. Yeah. And I had to make some decisions on where my priorities were. Mm-hmm. So early on in her her life, I stuck with clients that maybe weren't my ideal client, but they provided a different level of flexibility. Right. That being 
yeah. a single or a someone without children would have the flexibility to do. Got it. But I spent the first two years of her life figuring out how to take that baby <laughs> around the 270 loop yeah. or wherever I had to go right. so that I could get my, my, keep my business up and running. It's because you're not on an entrepreneurial vacation. It's the real deal. <laughs> all, all the skin is in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's when reality hits. You're like, okay, this is like real deal priorities. I'm, I'm making it happen. Because you've yeah. been on one side of the spectrum versus the other. And you're just like, this is the life and lifestyle I want to create for sustainability, for my family, for myself. And it's just, wow. I mean, just having that, it's like, I think we all kind of have these like, kind of like, punch you in the face moments like wow that's just awakening so um no I love that I love that you're you're doing everything that you're through the learning of like you're living what you help your clients do so that's amazing so yes yeah yeah I appreciate it it's it looks I got it all together on the outside right but no there are things going on behind the scenes like everybody gets sick in rotation and we all take turns like figuring out where your non-negotiables are and where you can ebb and flow to make sure you like take care of yourself and your family first and foremost. Absolutely. And then, so for people that are listening that like live in the Columbus area, you still do, um, I should have asked before, but do you still do like your focus group like event things? Yes, I do. Okay. And so could where would people find that? Cause I need to come <laughs> real fast. Yes. So a focus session, which it, some people think focus session based on their knowledge of like marketing. They're like, oh, that means you're getting a group of people together and finding out what they think about a product. I'm playing on that language. It's not that at all. It is a session where you come in and I am your procrastination babysitter. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you into a space. You're going to sit down. You're going to do a full, more than a brain dump. It's, I call it a mind sweep. It's a mm-hmm. David Allen's getting things done technique where you really dig down and find out what's on your brain and you get that off your brain. Because David Allen is famously quoted for saying, and I'll paraphrase, basically that your brain is an amazing place for creating ideas, but not for storing them. Yeah. So... I help people get those ideas and their things out of their head. And then we make a decision on what is the thing that they are going to single task. So they're going to work on one thing during that time in little chunks of time throughout that space, interspersed with some movement and some mindset work and some reflection on how each of those chunks of time are serving them to accomplish that thing before they leave. So the responses I'm getting are that people are accomplishing more in a three-hour session than they have done in weeks or even months of their business because they have protected time and space and a distraction-free, immersive experience to accomplish those things that don't always feel so great to do, but you know they're important. Yeah. I think it'd be good too because I know for myself, I get super, super highly motivated, ready, all this stuff on my mind, ready to do. But then I'm at home and I'm like, yep. oh shit, I'm going to go put the dishes away or like just stupid random stuff that I'm still busy throughout the day, but I didn't really like get anything done on what I needed to focus on. And so that's why that sounds really appealing to me, like a session like that, especially hearing you describe it more too, because I think at first glance, I think like, oh, I, do I just go there and just like think for a little bit? <laughs> like, 
to sit in a room and think for hours because of my personality type, that's... <laughs> yeah. And with my, with my experience and all right. the different things that I've done over the years, right. I usually can shed some light on whatever particular thing you're struggling with. So right. I've been told I'm an encyclopedia. I'm a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. I know friggin' everything. <laughs> I don't know friggin' everything, but I know where to find it. <laughs> right. Very resourceful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have like, I think there's like seven more on the books for this quarter. Are they um, available right now? Yeah, they're all, all available on my Eventbrite page. So it's annabitters.eventbrite.com. Okay. So you can see all of them listed there. And for listeners of the Confident Woman podcast, if you use the coupon code CONFIDENT50, so CONFIDENT50, you'll get 50% off your ticket price. Ooh, awesome. That's awesome. We're including that in the show notes for sure. Excellent. Yeah. So, you know, just try, try one out. If you're not sure, you yeah. know, it might be worth just getting one on the books and seeing if it's a, I definitely want beneficial. to before this baby comes out of me. <laughs> yeah. Like my big goal is to, for the Columbus community to schedule time for distraction to not schedule time for focus, to like shift the way we think about our time and specifically scheduling little chunks of time where you know you're just gonna scroll Instagram and just yeah. let, your, let your distraction flag fly. I like that. Did you just make that up right now? I, I think I'm channeling uh, <laughs> an author near all in yeah. Indistractable. Uh, as well as Cal Newport in Deep Work, where they talk about wanting to take control of your time and be much more intentional about your time. My distraction flag flies too much. Oh, yeah. I think I just made that up. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. You should quote that for sure. Copyright that right now. That was good. Good. All right, send send all your intellectual property attorneys. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. No, I love all those. No. <laughs> I'm so guilty of that. I, I think my flag just is very rarely is it ever like half mass. <laughs> it's just, right. it's always <laughs> just flapping in the wind. Yeah. Really, it's just one of those like car salesman things with those. Yeah. <laughs> if you could see us, we'd all, we're all doing the noodle arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So we're going to put all your contact info and that discount code in the show notes. Um, so in wrapping up, is there anything, a piece, anything about you or anything about your business or about what you do um, that you want to mention that you feel like you just hadn't got a chance to say yet hmm. before we wrap up? Or Maybe I could turn it around on you guys. What questions do you have to help with distraction? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what I don't know. Yes, I guess. Um, I think um, scheduling time is like a big thing. Like what you're just saying too. I think that for me, it's prioritizing. Like like you said, like brain dumping, like mind sweep kind of stuff. And then like being able to prioritize that. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. I do not prioritize. And I think mine yeah. would be similar to Aaron's as well. But I'm going to come to a focus <laughs> session. I'm going to prioritize out of everything. So. Yeah, we'll <laughs> learn more in there. But I think for me, it was like kind of the same thing. I feel like super motivated. Like got all these things I want to do and I get distracted. And even if I do like time chunking to say like, this is where I'm going to like do my mind sweeping or like brain dumping. But on those times and dates that I have it blocked out, I got nothing. Like yeah. it's just, yeah. it's, I lose it. 
Yeah. And so. I wish I could find this piece of paper right now to show you, but like I write all this shit out all the time of all these ideas and things I want to do. And that's all the further I get, like I get it all out. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do next about any of these. Yeah. So. One of the other little things that I, I've coined a new phrase called yester scheduling. Oh. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't been able to find anybody else using it. So I think I'm going to take ownership of it. But yeah, essentially yeah. everybody talks about like, you got to schedule your day. But it's such an amorphous blob of like, what do I do with my time? And then things come up and you get distracted. And before you know it, it's three o'clock and you're like, oh shit, I didn't do half of the things that I put on my list. So the technique I try to impart upon people is to put things on like a separate calendar or schedule that already happened. Mm -hmm. So you just look at your morning and you're like, what did I do in the morning? And you actually put those little blocks and you could do it on a printed oh. calendar as well, but I prefer a digital calendar. And I put that in there. I yester schedule. It's kind of a play on the yeah. yester mail type taking care yeah. of your inbox. And then at the end of the week, you can reflect on really where you are spending your time because time is the only non-renewable resource, right? So we're really strict about our budget with money, but we give our time away so freely. So if you look at that and you say, wow, I spent my time here, here, and here. Is that in alignment with my values? Is that valuable to me? And you can start to tweak it and learn from your past so that you can make better decisions on how you use your time. Smart move. Yeah. I like that idea. I I do that to an extent some point, but not for that purpose. It's usually just to make me feel better about myself. Like, oh, this, I did do these yesterday so I can go back and like cross it off. But schedule all (laughs) the stuff. Like schedule the 15 minute shower and the 30 minute getting ready and the liminal moments of like driving to wherever you're going. You write all of that. Put it all in there. All right, I'm going to do it. Here's a possible question for you because I think that's kind of all of what we're talking about is if if you're like how Aaron and I, we book it like these creative bursts. And if we're supposed to be focused on one business or one idea or one thing that we're doing, what do we do with these creative bursts before we like, do we use it or lose it? Like, do we stop doing what is we're supposed to be focusing on or do we act on this burst before we lose it? Because that's like every day for me. I would say that this is going to go back to David Allen getting things done is you need a trusted system somewhere where you can put that stuff where you know you'll come back to it because if you have a, a notebook that you're maybe like maybe you're guilty of this Aaron where you seven of them right where you just write it down and you never deal with it then it's yeah. not a, not a trusted system it's just a system Correct. garbage system right Correct. so if you have the opportunity to like record that in a spot and you put time in your schedule to review those creative ideas then you'll hold yourself more accountable to it. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a lot of like time management productivity right. stuff. And it's like, well, how do I make it a reality? Like we hear so much advice and we don't know what to do with it. But Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art, which mm-hmm. no, not Art of War, but The War of Art is a really great book to listen to, to read. He reads it himself where he talks about writing and creativity is not this flash of inspiration like we might think. It is really in the routine. So if you give yourself a routine of being creative, you're not suffering from writing block. You're tempted by distraction. You don't need to do more research. You're just trying to avoid the uncomfortable thing of writing. So if you create a routine around doing that, those muses, those creative creative vibes are going to come back to you when you need them. Hmm. I'll have to revisit that book again. 
I definitely yeah. read it years ago, but I probably wasn't in the right space to really absorb that deeper message to it. I was like, this is really great content and it probably didn't really apply to it. It was years ago. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we, we read a lot of stuff. and right. So many notes. What are you going to do with those notes? Look at all my notes, guys. <laughs> well, I'm yester scheduling like a mother trucker this week, so I can see what's going on in my world. That's yeah. step number one for me, so. Yeah. Yes, I like that idea. I'm definitely going to take that tip and probably write that down today because mm-hmm. I need to over... I always do like a recap at the end of the of the week and see where I need to kind of flow that into the following week as well. But I love that tip and I'm, I'm definitely taking that because kind of looking back, it's like, well, what did I really do? I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like at the end of the week, I, my goal is to feel accomplished and that I've moved my needle closer to where I want to be. But then taking a look back at all the steps that got me there, I guess I kind of just don't really... I take that for granted. Like I did them. I got them to where I need to be. But what were those? And kind of see the similarities and um, you see the trends, spot the trends. So I'm all about like, you know, data and tracking and stuff like that one. Moving the needle yeah. forward to get progress. So yes. How can people find you? So let's give our listeners all the details, all your digits. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I gave you guys the, the various links to Facebook, LinkedIn, the Eventbrite. What I would invite anybody who's thinking, hmm, is this the girl for me? Is this the, the right coach? I know there are a lot of coaches out there. I offer a free 45-minute strategy call. So connect with me and I can give you my calendar link and we can find a time to explore You know what's getting you hung up. And I promise in that time, I will I will deliver value because I know you're paying with your time and attention, even if it is a free strategy call. So take her up on it. Yes. Uh, okay. uh-huh. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us <laughs> today as well. We definitely appreciate it. And I know our listeners will too. So Excellent. definitely appreciate having you with us. Thank yes, you thank for having you. me. Thanks. Right. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.